Welcome to the Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. Our prayer is that this message speaks to you, impacts you, and inspires you. Please enjoy today's message, and we invite you to contact us if you need prayer, appreciate this word, or would like more information on Church of the Living God. Be blessed today. Thank you, Mike. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord. And, you know, he said where two or three are gathered, uh, then he's in the midst of them. And uh, the presence of God is in this house. And he is uh, here to encourage us and to strengthen us. And it's just very important that we allow the Word of God to strengthen us and to encourage us. And, you know, sometimes our flesh is very quick to run to panic and fear. Uh, but God's not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and, li- and of love and a sound mind. And so God has, has offered that to us. It's, this is not just a spiritual thing. This thing will impact uh, or impact your mindset and your emotions and your life, the way that you live your life. And so we're just very grateful that the technology is here uh, in this time that we are able to sow a seed Uh, into your ears and into your eyes as you uh, partake of this this message today and this program today. And so we uh, certainly miss our congregation, and it's it's an odd thing to do what we're doing, but we felt that it's a very important thing in a time like this, as people uh, are continuing to live life and go to work and and do the things that they have to do and uh, need to do, Uh, but that it's good that we are able to get uh, spiritual food to uh, cause us to be strengthened. And so this uh, morning, I want to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. And this this is kind of an interesting message because what it begins with is really not the only theme that is in it. There's so much more uh, that is in it, but it starts in a really good place. And so, of course, we know that the book of Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul, and he is away from them, and as he is away, all of those uh, letters that he wrote to the Galatians and the Philippians and Ephesians and the Corinthians, uh, these were actual churches that were there, and, and he was writing letters to them as he had traveled away from them and was doing other things. And so he was there to encourage them and send letters and things such as that. And so in Ephesians chapter 6, we begin to, uh, really this point is on positioning ourselves for God's favor. And uh, that begins through honoring other people and honoring the right people, of course. In Ephesians 6 verse 1, he said, Children, obey your parents. In the Lord, for this is right. And he says, honor thy father and mother. That's just good gospel, isn't it? Just good doctrine. Honor your father and your mother. And this is going to bring a blessing upon you. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first uh, assurance of good. Is this honoring of father and mother. There's people that will go out of their home 
and they'll honor a coach or they'll on, honor a teacher, but they're not honoring their parents at home, and that's out of order. And so uh, just the uh, word here, honor, the word for honor there in the Greek is to prize and to fix a value upon. So he's telling them to honor, to, to fix a prize or even a price and fix a value upon thy father and thy mother. Don't take them for granted. Uh, maybe you're not warring against them, but you're not been, been for them. <laughs> you haven't been telling them you appreciate them. You haven't been, uh, you know, doing the things that they've asked you to do in partnership of your family. And so to honor uh, is to prize and to fix a value. And he began, you know, uh, he didn't start with God there. Uh, he started with mom and dad. And so that's an important thing that we can see and that we understand is important still yet today. And so as you honor your mother and father or your father and mother, uh, he, he, a definition came out of this. As I always go back and look at the Greek and, and things such as this, and I found something very interesting. When he says thy father and mother, uh, th- there's a Greek word there that King James did not translate. And uh, the word... Uh, is that he adds in there is immediate or remote. This is interesting. Honor thy father and mother immediately or um, immediate or remote. So some people say my, my dad does not deserve honor. My mother doesn't deserve to be valued. If you knew what this one did or if you knew what that one did, then you would not even ask me to honor them. But God did. God asked us to honor our father and our mother. And whether they are immediate in your life or whether they are in a remote place. Amen, isn't that good? And so because that's your mother, that's your father, you are always in the right with God when you honor your mother and your father whether you believe they, um, you know, have earned it or not. Do it because this is the word of God. This is what God has said. And so honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Well, that's interesting. The commandments that were given in the old covenant, when Moses went up on the mountain and, and uh, carved out the, uh, the commandments and he got a word from God and he came down and showed it to the children of Israel. And so we find that these are thousands of years old, these words of God, and that some of the earliest direction that God gave to mankind and to his people. And so thy father and thy mother, honor them. Uh, whether they're immediately available or remote, he says this is the first commandment with promise. That God did not just give a commandment here, do this, but God attached a promise to it, a blessing to that. Isn't that good? 
And so that's important. And I believe it's because that God is beginning to bring us in step by step that if we know to and if we honor our mother and father, then how much more ready are we to honor God as well, as a father as well. And so if we cannot honor a mother or father that we can see, that we can touch, that we can talk to, how can we honor God? A God that we cannot see. And so uh, fix a value upon your father and your mother. And then he says, uh, which is the first commandment with promise. This word commandment here is a divine assurance of good. A divine assurance of good. God said, okay, look, honor your mother and your father or your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And that this is a divine assurance of good. And so it's not necessarily that the parents are going to bring the blessing. God is saying, I'm going to bring the blessing." whether or not your parents are uh, able to bless you. Uh, God says, I'm going to bless you for this. You, you don't have to do that in person to them, but you do that and I am going to honor you. And that's important, showing honor and knowing the things of God. You know, so many times we want to go to the most deep uh, theologies and the most powerful promises of miracles and healings and deliverances and all of these things, but yet we've not built a good foundation of the basics, the basic things that God is giving to us. Uh, and then we begin to build on those basics and God begins to trust us with a little more and a little more. And so this is important that we get this today because this is what the Holy Spirit had given to me. And so uh, he goes on and he says, of course, that this is the first commandment with promise. And, you know, I made the point that it is not necessarily the parents that's going to bless you, but God's going to bless you for it. And God does bless obedience. And not just in this particular verse, in this particular subject, but God blesses a lot of things in his word. It's one of the reasons we need to know the word of God. And so uh, God is, is showing this and he's using the apostle uh, to reach out to the uh, church at Ephesus and to bring these basic but powerful truths into their mindset and into their church so that God can begin to bless them in great and greater ways. And so he says that when we uh, do this first commandment with promise, he says that it might be well with thee and that thou mayest live uh, long on the earth. So God, again, is continuing to add value to what he is speaking. He so honors when people honor other people, people that are important in our life, people that have uh, the room to speak a word into our life people that can help us. And even if our parents are not necessarily all of those things, maybe they weren't very spiritual, but God said, I'm still gonna bless you for honoring them. I'm just gonna go ahead and bless you anyway. And that it may be well with thee, 
and that thou mayest live long on this earth. Well, that sounds great. Could we say on the reverse of that, that if maybe we have disregarded those in our lives that we should have honored, that maybe it would even shorten perhaps a, a portion of our life? I don't know, but it's, it's certainly worth uh, comparing to the promise that God made. And so he says, And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know, the longer we've grown up, I guess, the longer we've been in the United States, it seems like the more that people begin to say, now, you know, uh, my children have to make a decision for themselves. You know, who they're going to serve, what God they're going to serve. There's people that have got that in their mindset. Well, well, they've got a free mind and a free will and all this stuff. You, you don't let them pick out the restaurant you're going to eat at tonight. <laughs> You, you, you make sure that the shoes they pick up at the store is actually going to fit their feet. <laughs> These are children, and he's, he's talking to the fathers not to provoke the children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so it's not just don't provoke your children, but it's also bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And so, yes, we have biblical permission to lead our children in the path of the faith that God has given to us, that they will serve the same God that we serve and the God who is uh, the, the one true God, Jehovah is his name. And so we're uh, not only uh, here to show an example to our children, but we are to bring them up. In the, in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The word admonition is about words, you know, speaking words of, of these things to, uh, of the Lord. And so first things first is the message. And we need to do these things because these are basic foundations. And in times like this in our world, and in our government and all the things that are going on, we need to make sure that our children find a solid ground in this era and in this time. We can show our children that we're not afraid. We may be concerned about some things, but we're not afraid and that we uh, are trusting God to lead and guide in this country. And that God will move in a way that families can become stronger. And so can our country can become stronger. And all of these things, we can give them assurance because we have an experience with God that has always brought us through. He's always brought us through to the end of the problem. And we've outlived those things. And we're going to outlive every hardship because we're going to live in the city of God. Amen. And so, so we are to talk to our children and don't just talk about the disease. Don't just talk about uh, politics. Talk about God and how that we have built a foundation of our life upon our faith in God. And that faith is going to keep them. It's going to be a part of their lives. You know, all of our parents, my wife and I, all of our parents are gone. 
and uh, grandparents. And, you know, we're, I, I thought it the strangest thing. I said, you know, there's no Grandpa Hall. And then I thought, my Lord, have mercy, there is a Grandpa Hall, and I'm it. You know, I'm the one. I'm Grandpa Hall now. And so who thought that would happen so early, you know, in life? Um, but, you know, it's, it's wonderful. I love the grand, the grand girls, and uh, we're not adverse to having some grandsons if we can perk some interest somewhere through the family. But, uh, but we love our granddaughters, and uh, they're awesome and loving and huggy and all those things, and we just love them. And uh, it's good. And so it's good to be a parent, and it's good to have a grandparent role in such a way that we can be assuring to several generations. Amen. And I thank God for that. Bring them up in the nurture and admission of the Lord. And so that's first things first. Start at home. Start building your life of faith and your family's tradition of faith at home. But then he goes on and he says in verse 26, If any man serve me, uh, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. And so Jesus begins now to move from the house and he's beginning to speak. And I've got another verse that I help flesh this out. But speaking of masters and servants. And so if any man serve me, let him follow me. Jesus said, you cannot serve me and go your own direction. You can't do it. It's out of order. You just cannot serve him and go your own direction. A part of serving him is to follow him. Amen. We're spending a lifetime reading the Bible reading the stories of Jesus and what he did in the new covenant and, and the miracles and the, the, very, uh, the very stories he, he told to multitudes of people. And so we see that he was already teaching us and, and we're grateful for that. And so if any man serve me, let him follow me. He said, it's not enough to serve at what you want to do, uh, but in addition of service, become a follower. Become a follower. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. And he goes on and says, If any man serve me, him will my father honor. See, God has a really good record keeping system. The, you know what it is? He's God. He's never forgot anything. <laughs> he knows all that is happening. And so these words that are coming uh, to us today, you know, if you're going to serve me, he says, my father's going to honor you. But before that, he said, if you're going to serve me, follow me. Do the things that I do. Go where I go. Do the things that are of the kingdom of God. So many people want the end result, but they don't want the, the daily walk. Living out life. And it's vital. It's vital that we do that. And so... Uh, you're going to have honor if you serve him because he said, him will my father honor. Now in, in Ephesians 6 verse 5, he says, servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling 
in singleness of your heart is unto Christ. And so now he's talking about a blessed servanthood. And so, you know, the world is uh, a complex place. And there's many different types of cultures and, and people throughout the world. And they're beautiful people and wonderful people. And uh, there's many countries that there is a servant class. And there's a master class. And so Jesus is speaking of masters and servants. And so he says that, uh, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him my father will honor. Now servants be obedient to them that are your masters. The word masters there, it's kurios. And so that is, that is the master. And so now he's talking about, uh, as he's talking about masters and servants, he's talking about a blessed servanthood that God sees the way we serve. You know, in church is a great place uh, for us to have that microcosm of serving and honoring. And uh, it's such a beautiful thing. You know, the people that raised us when we, of course, I'm not talking about mom and dad, but in the spirit realm, our pastors and people that God put in our lives at an early age were people that knew that the kingdom of God dealt with serving and that we needed to be serving the God that we uh, have accepted his son into our hearts. And now we serve him. We serve God. And so there's service in the kingdom of God. So many people want to always be served, but they don't want to serve. And so if we're going to be served, it's not necessarily that we do it for that. But if we're going to be served, we need to be servants. And we're going to reap that as we sow that. And so follow him. Don't just say that you're his servant. Follow him. And where he is, you be there too. Amen. And so he says that if any man serve me, him will my father honor. Now, servants, you be obedient to those that are your masters, according to the flesh. You have a master in heaven. You have a father in heaven. But you also have an earthly rank and file. And so... Be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. And with fear and trembling, he said, in singleness of your heart is unto Christ. Jesus teaching these things, or Paul writing these things, are teaching these things that as we serve mankind, we are also automatically serving Christ. Because we're doing a kingdom thing. Amen? And so Jesus said in John 13, You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. Now notice that right there in John 13, 13. Jesus says, You call me Master and Lord. And you say, Well, because that's who I am. Jesus doesn't say, Well, no, there is no such thing as masters and lords and servants. He didn't say that. He said, you say well, because that's who I am. And so that's, that's a good thing. He didn't throw it out. He said, you serve because that's your role here at this time in your life. 
And then he said, if I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given unto you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. And if you know these things, happy are you if you do them. And so Jesus brings it right to the 12. He says, you call me master and Lord, and you're right. It's a true thing. It's a good thing. That's, that's beneficial. That's you knowing that I am your master. He said, you say well. And so instead of trying to tear down the hierarchy, he says, you're right. And so uh, now if I have washed your feet and I am your master and I am greater than you are, but I have washed your feet, then when you are together and there's a need for somebody to wash feet, he said, then you ought, to, you ought to wash one another's feet. What had happened is that the disciples had gotten into an upper room and there was not a servant there provided by the man who owned that place. And so they didn't know what to do. There wasn't a servant to wash their feet. And they began to murmur. They began to, uh, you know, have, have some words. They weren't sure exactly what to do. And Jesus stepped in there, who is their master, and he washed their feet. And remember Peter, you know, he was like, oh, no, 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 Lord, no, Lord, no, Lord, don't do that. Don't do that. And then Jesus said, well, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have any part of me. And Peter said, okay, then wash me from my head to my, my toes. Just wash me all within and without. And that's Peter for you. <laughs> he just had to take it to the next level. And Jesus said, no, it's going to be enough for me to wash your feet. And so if Jesus in his time on this, his earth, on this earth knew what it was and demonstrated servanthood, serving one another, then we still today need to understand that the kingdom of God is not only a kingdom of authority. It is a kingdom of authority too. But it's, that's not all it is. It's not only a kingdom of authority. It is a kingdom of service and servanthood. And so as we walk through this journey with God, we begin to learn and it becomes fulfilling that we find opportunities to serve. And it's, it's a good thing. He said, if you, if you knew these things, or if you know these things, happy are you if you do them. He had just said, truly, truly, I say to you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. But if you knew these things, happy are you if you do them. And so we've put that to work around the world. We've been blessed to go on, on five continents. We've been able to preach the gospel in many different places. And uh, there's times, you know, we get on the grounds and they're, they're moving chairs. And our team, we get off the bus, we start moving chairs. And whether it's in Africa or India, wherever, usually 
they about pass out. You know, they're like, oh, no, 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 pastor. You don't, you're not here to move chairs. And I said, wait, you need to put all these chairs over there? Well, I can help you. I can help you. I haven't come just to be served. I have come to serve. And so uh, when you know these things, happy are you if you do them. And there really is a happiness attached. When we go ahead and we seize the opportunity to serve and even to serve one another. Maybe to serve someone that has broken your heart, but God will honor our service. First things first, we want to be great. We want to be promoted. We want to be in the kingdom. Let's learn to serve. Let's, let's learn to give ourselves to obey, children obey, to hear under as a subordinate. Listen attentively, conform to it and obey your parents. Obey is a part of the journey. Amen. I thank God for my pastors. Love them, appreciate them. Uh, many of them are in heaven and uh, some are still on earth and we treasure them. And always, always uh, let them know if there's anything at all we can do. We're certainly willing to do it. But uh, they don't call. Their churches are good. They're taking care of themselves really well. But uh, we love them, and we're grateful for them. So let me have a prayer. Father, we thank you today. Thank you so much today for the Word of God. And, Lord, that we see the practicality of the Word of God. We see the, the earthiness of it, the dust of it, the dirt of it these things that must be done and need to be done, that it is wonderful to be exalted, but it is also wonderful to humble ourselves to serve. Father, many, many times I've said to this congregation, I am the, the, that senior servant uh, in this house. This is my father's house. No, my dad wasn't the pastor, but you, God, you are my father. And I serve you and I thank you for this house full of servants in all the generations. It's beautiful and it's awesome and it's amazing. And God, I just pray that this come into each and every heart and that uh, while we've got the time, while we're pondering these things, God, that we arise and whenever it's time to come back to the house of God, that we come back ready to receive, but also ready to serve. And God will give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Church of the Living God, Living Godcast. We trust and pray that you were blessed by today's word. If you'd like to contact us for prayer or for more information about Church of the Living God, please visit our Facebook page at WinCityCOLG or give us a call at 859-745-1865.